Welcome to Season 2 of the 52 Weeks Podcast. A series where four people come together to dream big, start small, and act daily. Hey guys, this is Meredith. This year, I want to kill it at learning the guitar and make yummy recipes. Why, hello! Steph here in 2021 is going to be my year to run faster, eat all the veggies, and read more than ever before. I'm Heidi, a new addition this season, and I'm excited to be here. This year, I'm slowing down, showing more gratitude, and embracing the whole spectrum of real life. I'm the base of the podcast, Josh. This year, I want to have a failure each day and achieve my goals for my company, JP Couture. Make sure to subscribe so you don't have FOMO. All right. Welcome to week 18 of the 52 Weeks Podcast. We are excited to have you with us here today. Woo! Um, it is woo, woo. a blustery day outside. It can't decide if it wants to be so warm <laughs> or cold or snowing or windy or whatever. Because I went for a walk and it was beautiful. And then I got inside, sat back down at my desk and... It turned yeah. awful. Isn't that how some days are, though? Like, you have a great attitude and something <laughs> happens, and it's just, like, the worst. I actually you know? thought about that earlier today because I was kind of being grumpy, and then I was like, but this could change in a second, right? Mm-hmm. Something could happen that could totally change, you know, my outlook <laughs> or my attitude or whatever. So we are like the weather. Thank you for that symbolic. You I just wanted Stephanie. to be deep like that, guys. <laughs> it was deep. <laughs> All right. So you're a hurricane. <laughs> so we're going <Volcano>. to... <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Um, we are going to go around and talk about last week's goals. And then we'll go around again and talk about this week's goals. And then we have an interview. So let's start with last week's goals. Who wants to go first? I can go first. I only had three. All right. Mine was to practice the guitar. It didn't happen. It's my fault. I did not text yes, her and remind Heidi, her. What? I can't <laughs> keep my goals unless you are by my side. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Being a terrible accountability buddy. <laughs> and then I was going to work out at work on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which I did not do. Um, I attempted to on Tuesday, but the game plan I had in place failed me. So... And I actually ended up working late. Thursday, I got my second vaccine. So I don't know what I was thinking on that. Were you sick? Did I it hit did you? did get sick. <sighs> Friday, Friday, it wiped me out. Um, super achy. Yeah. And then a headache. I was taking, I was pounding the ibuprofen. <laughs> yes. Um, and then my last goal, I just forgot it. Obviously didn't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not on the sheet. It's on the week before. It is because I'm I looked on at week seventeen, or yours is on week sixteen. Yeah, I might have typed it in the wrong one. Okay, so <laughs> your, I, yours I was it before I came. Guitar pla- planning every night and work out at the office. Okay, the planning every night. Um, I'm really good at planning the beginning of the week, and then Thursday on is really hard. So that is a good thing to know and to focus on, which. Thursday's the, the day when I run out of steam to be a responsible human being. Yes. I don't care after Thursday at noon. It's the, it's the, <laughs> that's when you run away to the circus. That's, that's when I run away to the circus. <laughs> <laughs> it's my weekend eve. Yeah, so it's absolutely. A celebration I need I'm, a party every Thursday night yeah. or I will not make it through Friday. <laughs> because Friday I work from home. And yeah. so really the need to go to bed on time is less. Either way, it's what I got to work on. So Got those it. were my three this week. 
Sorry, wrote those on the wrong. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Who's next? I'll share my three. Okay. So I'm loving floor and ceiling goals because Ooh. I just think it takes away guilt. Stress. Yeah, like it just makes me like because I know I'm an overachiever in some areas, but then I know I'm not. So it's like the best of both <laughs> worlds. So my one goal that I didn't do anything with was um, taxes because I saw that it was extended a month. Yes. So I was like, why bother this week? <laughs> so my floor goal was five minutes. My so- ceiling goal was submit taxes. We'll put that on again. Um, so then organizing the room next to me. Guys, guys. I saw what she was talking <laughs> The about. fire hazard? The fire hazard. So I actually did a lot of work. So my floor goal was five minutes organizing and my ceiling goal was three hours. I didn't keep track, but I think it was three hours or above because I got rid of the fire hazard. I like got rid of a bunch of stuff in the room. All my like boxes of my memories are all organized. I just have to go get boxes and I have to like put things back in their thing. But I pounded a ton of stuff out, which felt really good. Awesome. What did your mom say when she heard that episode and knew about the downstairs? I, she already knew about the downstairs. I bet she was feeling good that I was working oh, on okay. it. Right? That you were aware. <laughs> yeah, that created. Was she was like, all this patience I have. <laughs> just yeah. So, um, and then my floor goal was five minutes of running a day. My ceiling goal was one hour running a day or six. Um, six. It was six hours of running a week. Um, so my actual goal that I got for that, oh dang, I thought I wrote it down. I texted it to my running coach, so let me look and see. Um, so I did five hours and 45 minutes. Nice. So if I would have known that just barely when I put it together, I would have done the extra 15 minutes, but it's not about the ceiling goal. It's just about the effort, you know? So, but guys, I went downtown and I did, I actually got Kelly, we, I didn't go running, but we went walking. So it was so nice because we started at the Capitol and it was like so nice and warm. And then we went to, I love Little America's Diner. Mm. And so we went and got French toast and then walked back up the big Capitol. Are the trees blooming? Yes. Yeah. That's gorgeous. And it was like packed with people. And I know I feel like such a creeper, but I walked really closely to people and I just like loved it. Because there were sort of like crowds. I've been missing walking closely to people. Just being near like sta- people. Like standing at the stoplight and there's like all these people around. I just like improbably just standing accidentally to <laughs> But it was just, it was so nice. And it made me so happy. I was like, I miss downtown. Like I just love the feel of downtown. So I need to go down there more. Awesome. My goal is... Uh, Briefly, my I didn't do great on my dailies. Prayed, but journaling and scripture reading four out of seven. Uh, I did finish that book. Listen to that uh, Wired Dating book. Oh yeah. And then you I got start- it all figured out now. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, <laughs> one thing that's not in the book: just don't ghost girls. Don't ghost girls. Yeah, do you want to tell us them. more about ghosting? Just don't do it. What's ghosting? I haunt people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. Well, maybe don't do that either. But <laughs> yeah, just don't ghost people. Yeah. Just don't ghost people. Yeah. Yeah. Not oh. that. Be a man. Okay, but here's the thing. I think that everyone's like, oh yeah, I hate ghosting, and people don't want to ghost, but. A lot of times people really don't like doing the uncomfortable conversations. Exactly. I. Th- 
I prefer the uncomfortable than if I see the person later. Yeah. Then it's not as awkward. For sure. For sure. I do have to admit, I'm not a fan of ghosting, but there are those people that are very manipulative. Yes. That I'm like, they'll just spiral me into when I say that I'm not interested or I've said I'm not interested, and then they come yeah. up with all these things that, that like, there's a time for yes. ghosting and blocking. Yep. But I think it's when you've had a lot of, like, interaction with that person that it warrants the distinction. I'm, take, I'm taking a step back. I'm not interested. That kind yeah. of thing. Anyways, yeah. I didn't mean to make that about dating. This is not a dating no, podcast, fine. so let's go back um, to our goals. But then I found another <laughs> book called Focus. Mm. Um, and so I'm, like, halfway through that. Cool. But um, so I want to finish that. And then uh, working out, I get at 50% of my uh, goals. And then brochure, flyers, taxes. I did get all my paperwork in one folder, which is awesome. Yeah. For, for taxes? For taxes, yeah. And then um, I got everything organized on my computer with uh, my business. And then bedtime, I'm not setting up bedtime. I suck at bedtimes. I just, I'm, yeah. It, I hit it like two times. Why did you set it? I just wanted to see, like, mm-hmm. I should have known. I was bad when I was living with my parents and they sent me <laughs> a bedtime when I was in high school. I'm like, yeah, not happening. <laughs> yeah. I prefer to be tired than go to bed on time. Um, not true. So... You're just the night night owl, so... Yeah, it's basically... Because it your ancestors protected the rest of us <laughs> Yeah, we slept. It's just... And, yeah, just and then we got you. your back when we so are... Like, uh, yeah, well, so just, while you're sleeping until noon, don't worry. The early birds around here will protect you. I never you. sleep until noon either. <laughs> I prefer but, early hawk. Okay. <laughs> that's true, because that's what you're... Early falcon. Uh, I'm an early... Um, I mean, if I'm going to be a warrior bird, I'm going to be an eagle... But it's just, I sit there and I'm like, oh, I have one more thing to do. I can do it real fast. Oh, I have another one more thing. It's just like the whole one more. Anyways. Well, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Uh, I only had one goal last week and it was to be ready for Monday morning. And I was only semi, so I did meal prep. So my meals are ready and that's a step in the right direction and my journal's written in which hasn't happened like the last several weeks but I'm in charge of the podcast today if you can't tell and I was not ready for that by Sunday night (laughs) so I was trying to type up stuff last night and my eye was twitching and that's a sure sign no matter what you're doing if your eye starts Mm -hmm. twitching it's time to go to bed oh really that's the rule (laughs) that's the rule I set for myself (laughs) when when I was a first year teacher and getting my master's degree and I being probably the Relief Society president at the same time, I was like, lights go down Shutting when the eye starts twitching. twitching. <laughs> so um, so that's how, I, that's how I panned out on being ready for Monday. I still feel like that's a lot. And you babysat all weekend. I did babysat. Aww. Babysat. I babysat. babysat. Yeah. Babysit. I babysitted. Was it right I for me? I babysat. Oh, did yeah. you and Meredith have a sleepover? <laughs> <You're fine>. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how 
you called her a nickname at the beginning? Like you guys were all pals? We were for a split second. Oh, I saw the opening. They were a lot of them redheads. And we heard little ginger jokes. And the littlest one also has red hair. She's like four. And we snuggled a lot. So so cute. But I did babysit all weekend. Strangely um, had the urge to hang out with children. I know I some really, redheaded ones if this, you want to. This week I've been like, I just want to be around kids. And so I signed up to volunteer for Ivan. Because I'm like, oh, that's, that's a safe good. Way to be around children. Oh, what is he doing? You're not this a week? creeper. At He's all. not doing anything this week. I just. You're not a haunting. For future. Oh, okay, events. cool. Yeah. But I keep getting emails from him telling I have to do my background check. Uh, so. uh, um, shout out to the best seat in the house. Yep. Go sign up. Yep. Great charity. Great. Sorry, I didn't mean to take the pipeline away. <laughs> no, from no. You. <laughs> you take it. I'm assuming they're nieces and nephews. They are the children of my cousin. Okay. So hmm. kind of kind Fun. of like nieces and nephews. I, that's an awkward I I mean recent. technically they're our first cousin once removed. Yeah. From the genealogist no in the easy room. But how do you say that without running out of breath? Yeah, because yeah, I was playing with my cousin's daughter and she's like I'm like I'm and I look at my cousin I'm like what am I I'm like I'm Josh cousin once removed yeah she's like just uncle just say Tio because Tio I'm like man you know it works for everything yeah yeah they know how to do things in Spanish (laughs) yeah just apply it to everyone what was the word Tio Tio like Mm -hmm. T-I-O an accent over the eye like tiktok oh, yeah okay like T-O. a tiktok no scratch that minus the k <laughs> substitute an yeah. and the i sound but that's good <laughs> <laughs> all right so coming up for next week <clears throat> meredith okay um so i'm going to work on continuing to plan the second half of the week so that one's going to be hard because my goal really starts on Thursday. We'll even say Wednesday because Wednesday starts to peter out as well. My second thing is I'm going to bake cookies. <gasps> I found this really cool recipe and I'm going to make cookies. With beans? No. Okay. Okay, I really could. That might be the next one. But this actually has cornflakes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited with oatmeal. So it makes them a little... We'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, and then my other goal is I'm going to only eat out one time this week. Um, and my last one is that on my planner, when I made my planner, I created this spot for a morning and bedtime routine. And I'm actually going to switch that for morning and evening prayers to keep my notes in. Mm. So I'm going to try keeping mental notes of what I'm praying for to be more consistent with my prayers in those boxes. So those are my four goals this week. Awesome. I love them. Steph. So my goals for this week, um, I am going to, I wrote them down, but where did they go? Um, Oh, here we go. So my floor goal is um, 10 minutes of um, exercise in my heart rate zone. And my ceiling goal is eight or 10 minutes a a day. And my ceiling goal is eight hours for the whole week. Um, My floor goal is to look at containers that I want for like my notes and cards and stuff 
and the ceiling goal is to buy them. I don't know why it feels like a big commitment to go to the container store. <laughs> I will go with you. Do you want a buddy? Yeah. I love the but container I just, store. Like, I don't know what I want, like yeah. how I want it to look or how I want to organize. And so I need to like spread out all my stuff and be like, okay, I need this size boxes. And this Where size. are you storing them? So um, in my place, it's just going to be a, you know, on the shelf above my closet. Because I don't have a ton of clothes. Are you sure so you do you know to... how deep that is? No, but I'm going to take measurements on my friend Chelsea's <laughs> so I can okay. measure that too. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, are you sure you want to buy that now until you're settled into your place and then you can know where, and you know where you're going to uh, Well, I want everything yeah. to be organized before I go. And I love sense. that, again, I love that yeah. you have this like sample house that you can go yeah. in yes. and like measure everything and plan it out. I don't know, know where things are going to be. Hopefully she's okay with that. But I keep <laughs> on being like, can I go measure this? So <laughs> guys, guess what? They have windows now in my place Ooh. and electric, well, like the electric electricity and plumbing's in very cool. nice yeah so um and then those were the two that i thought of oh my car gets detailed this week which is lovely so park but that's not a goal but um those are the big things i'm not gonna add another one because i didn't really think about it it would just be adding it to be cool mm-hmm. <laughs> we so, don't want that yeah <laughs> I have my dailies. Um, I need to finish two wallets. And I need to um, finish up a quote to design some t-shirts and for two companies, go through my closet. And uh, I want to do a lot of catch up this week on previous things. Okay. Awesome. Um, I just have, so I need to, a lot of mine are job focused this week, the goal of like career growth, which is one of my like project areas. Um, So I'm going to revamp my resume. I need to spend, um, I'm going to spend two hours researching, not researching, but practicing um, these two programs that I need to learn how to use that I don't know how. Um, And then... um, one of the areas I want to go into is organizational leadership, and I'm hoping I can find like a certificate or like short program that I can take or do as opposed to like going back to school. Definitely don't want to go back to school. Yeah. Can't I just get a certificate? That's what, anyways, I'm gonna try and research some sort of certificate, something um, in that area. And then um, I need, I'm gonna reach out to two people at work, um, kind of on the job sphere and then um i need to start i've slacked off on writing my gratitude lists at night and i need to get back into that and to form that habit so i'm gonna do that so that's what i've got going on this week how's the desk going oh my gosh (laughs) um it still smells bad so it still gets put on to time out on the balcony every day and if i don't put it on the balcony then i get a headache because it's in the room with me. So at this point, I'm like, and I don't really love the color still, but if I repaint it, then it will st- smell bad again, yeah. right? Probably. So it's just, it's just, it exists still. <laughs> I'm so bummed for you. And have you gotten a date with Mr. Lowe's? <laughs> Robbie? Yes, Robbie. <laughs> 
No, but I probably might need to go back today. Just kidding. <laughs> I need to, I'm going to have to come up with something else I can paint. So that <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's how the desk is. So that's a wrap for our um, goal summary. And now we're going to introduce um, Melody and Steph's going to do that. So you guys have heard me talking about my running coach and that's Melody. So her full name is Melody Bateman or you could call her Coach Melody um, or Coach. Um, so she is an ultra runner. Meredith went with me last year and we witnessed her and her husband doing their 100 miler. She's a first degree black belt in American Kenpo. I think I said that wrong. K-E-N-P-O. <laughs> Kempo, is that? Kempo. Yeah. Um, karate, she's a, I'm just reading her bio from a thing that I found, but you know. Um, she's a certified massage therapist. She's a physical therapist assistant. And as a PTA, um, she really specializes in um, training and rehabilitating runners. But the thing I love about their company that they have, um, Body Smart Mobile Health and um, Body Smart PT, is that they want to help injure like runners and um, like do whatever sport they want injury free like they often see in the pt world like runners after they're coming with like knee injuries or um i don't even know the injuries to make them up but <laughs> they realize that they want to like train athletes to to run smart so let's give her and it's cool because she does like since she um has her black belt and karate she does like self-defense classes for runners which is like super that's cool, cool. That's yeah that's cool. pretty cool yeah. hey how are you good how are you good okay so i just did a little intro of you and i'm here with meredith you met her at the ultra marathon that you hey, guys hey. did. Yes, hi Meredith. And then I have Josh, who you met at the Utah um, Podcast Coalition. Hi Melanie. What up, Josh? And then you haven't met Heidi yet, but I just feel like you guys would really click because she's all about goals too. Awesome. I've heard her on the podcast and I've heard you talk about her, so <laughs> hi, Heidi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> So thanks for being our guest today, and I just gave a little bit of background information like about you as a running coach in Ultramarathon, and you're a black belt and being a PTA, but do you want to tell us a little bit about um, your journey with goals, and like how you like set goals, and just give everyone a background, and then we'll just start asking you questions. Oh, man. My journey is goals. I don't even know. I think, well, I've always been a goal setter. I consider myself an ambitious person, and I just, you know, I feel like I'm always setting goals and trying to do new things. Um, I remember, like, talking about, like, my journey, I guess. The first thing that comes to mind is, like, um my so like my passive goals in high school um I just remember like my favorite thing to do like on a Sunday or like when I had free time was to like sit down and set goals and I used to like write out goals and I'd like hang them up in my room and um I remember I used to like always reward myself for when I reached a goal like um 
for example, I had a goal to do the splits in high school. And I asked my mom, I was like, mom, when I reach this goal, will you take me shopping and to get a new shirt? And I would always have, <laughs> once I reach this goal, I, I get some kind of reward. Or You're like, a savvy, savvy saleswoman right there. Like <laughs> getting your parents involved to sponsor your goal. <laughs> yeah. I remember I would always ask my parents to do things like that. And I remember their response was like they thought it was kind of weird and I always wondered why they thought it was weird and now I understand why it was kind of weird but anyways <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so I don't know I guess I always did that and you know in school they teach you smart goals right um, you know like set set a timeline and like be specific about it I've actually really you know and I used to really try to stick to that but um i've really changed my mind about goals recently i don't actually believe in smart goals anymore um i mean i guess they have a time and a place but i'm really big on like having broad non-specific goals i try to base my goals nowadays on like more of who do i want to become instead of like this thing I want to attain, like this many steps or this many this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love all of that. I have questions, though. <laughs> um, so when you would set them as as a kid um, or as a teenager, what did that look like? Did you write them down? Did you create some way to track them? Did you, like... Yeah, I tried a lot of different systems. Um, Most of the time, I would write them down and I would hang them up somewhere where I could see them. So in high school, I'd write them on pieces of paper and I'd tape them to my door. And I tried lots of different ways to keep track of them. So like, I would hang up a piece of paper on my door and I would like cross off. Like I'd put an X for every day I did it or something like that. Or I've always had like a paper calendar. I... I hate um, like phone calendars or computer here, here. calendars. Yeah, we all have. <laughs> yeah, I always use paper. So, anyways, sometimes I would like you know mark it off in my paper calendar. Um, I'm not gonna lie though; most of the time that didn't work. I set so many goals, and I probably have reached like I don't know. I'd say like one tenth of all the goals I've ever set. Maybe not even that much. You know, so that that didn't, I learned that that wasn't super effective for me. Yeah. Why do you think that you, I mean, because you described yourself as ambitious and always really like wanting to set goals. Why do you think that was? Like what was driving the ambition? Honestly, uh, I guess this is going to get a little bit personal, but um, in the beginning, what was driving the ambition was what other people thought of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's taken a lot of like self-reflection and like thought work to figure that out. Um, and I guess I won't say that's the only reason it was there. Um, but a big part of me like trying to do big things and be ambitious, I guess, was to like prove my worth and to like show people how cool I am I guess <laughs> yeah yeah um for sure. which I'm sure everyone I mean everyone does that to a point right oh yeah it's so relatable yeah yeah right everybody so, has that chip on their shoulder <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so honestly, like in high school, that was kind of what it was about. It was like proving my worth and yeah, just trying to be cool, I guess. <laughs> and how, how has that changed? Right. I mean, I think we've all kind of, we hope that we've progressed since high school. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> but um, how do you think that that's changed over time? Yeah. So I realized, um, you know, as I progressed from high school, that that kind of motivation, the motivation of like doing this for other people wasn't enough to keep me going. And Mm. I wasn't happy. And um, I found myself really unmotivated and really depressed. And I kind of lost my ambition for a time. And um well I I learned like it it doesn't matter what other people think and when when I figured that out that it doesn't matter that's when I lost all the motivation because I was like that's where all my motivation was coming from so if it doesn't matter what other people think then why am I even doing anything and it took me a long time to kind of figure out how to do things and set goals for me and not for other people and I'm you know, I'll be honest, this is a pretty like recent discovery for me. I definitely am not going to say that I have this totally figured out and everything I do is for myself now. Um, but I am a lot better than I used to be. And now that I'm focusing on what do I want to do and what makes me happy, my motivation is coming back. And not only is it coming back, but it's coming back with a stronger foundation. Like, I know that this is motivation that will keep me moving, if that makes sense. Do you guys see why I love her? Like, <laughs> really, really, though, like, I, I I, love everything that you're, like, saying with this because it is so real, right? And I think oftentimes when people think of a coach, they think, like, oh, well, you guys have it all figured out, but you're telling us that this is a journey for you with your goals, you know, like, for sure, yeah. even though you train for one of like, I feel like running a hundred miles is one of the most elite races that, oh. <laughs> like, but really that runners do like, um, even a marathon is not everyone does a marathon, but a hundred miles. And so can you walk us a little bit through that process of how you and your husband, Jacob, like trained for it, but then also, can you talk to us about mile, was it mile 52? I don't remember what mile. It was mile 66. Mile 66. <laughs> it yeah. Um, talk us, are, to us oh, about sorry. that. Yeah. So can yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So um, I guess like a quick backstory to like how we got to that was um, Jacob, when we were dating, uh, he was like, we should run a marathon. And cause we both were kind of runners and, um, and we just thought it would be fun to try to, you know, like a marathon, that's like the pinnacle of, of running, right? And that's, that's like that, it's a bucket list item. So we thought that would be fun to do while we were dating. And so we ran a marathon and it was really fun. And, and then we got married and um, we just, we had heard some stories about people running like longer distances in a marathon. And I... I guess we were just like, man, like we could do that. We could do a 50. So we signed up for a 50 and trained together and did that. And, you know, we swore that we were going to stop there. <laughs> but then we were like, well, we could probably do a hundred. 
we could probably do it. And that, I don't know, just like the challenge of it was just really exciting and doing it together was really fun. So um, that was kind of the build up to it. So um, I don't know. It just, I think it was just like, it was just a fun challenge. Let's see if we could do it. A, a big reason we decided to sign up was because um, Jacob had just listened to David Goggins' book, and he told me about it. And that book, I don't know if you guys are familiar with David Goggins, um, but he's all about like There's mental toughness. And um, um, anyways, his his story is basically he decided to run 100 miles like one weekend, and he had zero training. Like the most running he had done was 20 miles or 20 minutes on an elliptical once a week um and he just decided to go run this race and he ran it with a half empty box of ritz crackers and like a, a gatorade and he finished the race um but he broke like 27 bones in his feet and he had kidney failure um but his story is basically about like like you can do anything you set your mind to and look how powerful our mind is. And it just really inspired us. And we were like, man, if David Goggins can run a hundred miles with zero training, we could totally run a hundred miles with the whole year of training. So anyway, so, um, yeah, I guess we just, we sat down together and made a plan and we stuck to it. And it was really, really helpful to do it with my husband if Jacob didn't do it with me, it would not have happened. Just having that support um, and having that accountability was so helpful. I can't even tell you how many times like he pulled me out of out of bed to go on a run and how many times I pulled him out of bed to go on a run. And I had no excuse to not go on my runs because Jacob was going, you know. And I feel like if Jacob wasn't doing it, it would be so easy for me to be like, oh, well, Jacob's at home, like watching TV or Jacob's going to this family party. And I, I feel too guilty to go on this run, you know? So that was a huge part of it. And I feel like we just helped each other out and we stuck to the plan and we made it happen. There were definitely a lot of adjustments we had to make as we went. Um, but when things came up, instead of like getting discouraged and quitting, we just readjusted and we kept moving and and we made it happen so I think that's kind of the key is when you set goals it's never ever ever gonna go as planned ever you should always plan on setbacks and you know what are what is your plan b and what is your plan c and what's gonna happen when things get hard and what's gonna happen when obstacles are in your way right because it's always gonna happen so well, and what was one of the big obstacles for you in that case? The, oh, oh, yeah, this is the mile yeah. 66. Well, and, oh, but yeah, even, okay. like, you guys, like, COVID, your race was canceled. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. So we had signed up for the Ute 100 last year, but, yeah, it was canceled, so we were, like, crap. Like, we have done all this training, um, we are like totally psyched up about it and we've psyched up all of our friends and family about it. And, you know, so we had to decide, are we just going to try to run a race next year or are we just not going to do it? And, um, but we decided to put on our own hundred mile race because we'd already trained for it and we had time to train for it. And so 
anyways but then that just became another like part of the challenge like okay like we were like it would be so cool to run 100 miles but what if we ran 100 miles and we like mapped out our own course like how hardcore would that be you know and so that just totally like got us excited um and we did and mapping it out was so fun because you know, it, it was like hours and hours on the computer and on our phones and on maps trying to figure out the course and then actually going on the course and, and running every part of it and finding all the connections. Like we just felt like like freaking batty mountain people. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so um, we did it and we put it together and we got friends and family to come aid station us. Steph came and she saved our lives. And so did Meredith. Um, Meredith, 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 Steph and Meredith, Meredith had the idea to bring like the washcloths. I had no clue. Yes. We got the a cooler and filled it with ice and washcloths. It was so hot. <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Um, but the hardest part on that run was mile 66. And we always like bring this up to each other when things get hard now we're like remember mile 66 (laughs) um but what happened is it was super super hot we didn't think about this when we mapped it out but it was like 97 98 degrees almost the entire run and almost the entire run was exposed there's hardly any shade (laughs) and um by the time we got to mile 66 we both were just super sick and super dehydrated and we did not feel good at all and we are super like hours behind schedule and this was probably one of the most like discouraged i've ever been in my life and and jacob was discouraged and we just like we were really considering like should we just stop here like is is the race over because we were just in so much pain and um our so what we did is it was a 50 mile loop that we did twice and at this point it was about time to go back up this mountain and it literally is a 15 mile climb and 97 degrees and just the idea of going back up that mountain we were like we don't know if we can do this so all of our friends and family came together and we we just have the best courses and we would have been able to do this without our friends and family but they're like no like you can still do this we're still gonna do this race and um i think part of it is because they bought us medals and they're like well we can't get the medals (laughs) 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 that rewards you will die or that rewards us really works (laughs) but um anyway so we had we changed the race course and we went to this paved trail in the shade and um well we finished a little bit in the mountains but then we went down onto this paved trail in the shade that was nice and flat um and there we set up aid stations every like four miles so we had lots of support and we were able to finish our race so um yeah, I I mean, that, that boiled down to friends and family who were like, no, you can do it. Because Jacob and I were pretty defeated. If we didn't have friends and family there um, picking us up and helping us reroute, uh, we probably wouldn't have finished. So that's that's another important thing is having a solid support system when, when you're setting goals. 
Well, and I loved what you said before about, like, with goals, you're going to have to adapt and you're going to have to change. And, yeah. like, from the beginning of your 100-mile race, this wasn't what you expected it. You expected the U100, right? With, like, their right. aid stations and their medical team and all that stuff. And then you guys created your own race and you expected, oh, we're going to do this Ben Lomond Mountain. Was it Ben Lomond Mountain? Ben Lomond. Yes. Mountain twice. And then like you rerouted and like did but I think that that is so because sometimes it's like oh if I don't do this exactly how I planned at the beginning that's not accomplishing my goals but it's it is it's more about the process and the journey and like there's many ways to get to your goal it's just adapting and changing and that's what I love about that story oh 100 percent um oh I just lost my train of thought I wanted to throw something in oh yeah what I was going to say is um, I'm a believer in setting like really big, like almost like out of reach, like unattainable goals. And the thing is, um, if you set really big goals, maybe you don't reach it, but you go further than you would have if you didn't set that big goal, you know? Hmm. Uh, and, and that's an and that's an accomplishment itself. You should always be proud of yourself for what you did, even if you didn't go as far or as high as you originally planned, you know? I think that's something I could get better at doing because I love the within reach, <laughs> like to-do list. <laughs> I'm going to do it eventually, but the yeah. really big, the big ones, I mean, that takes some creativity to even think up for me. I look at your guys' goals for and sure. I feel like maybe playing the guitar is a big goal. <laughs> oh, I think the guitar is a big goal. But I, I mean, even like the out of reach would be like to play a concert, oh, you know? Yeah. Like that's the, that's the, I feel like that's kind of what Meredith, she's talking about. I'll create about. a concert for you. We can oh, have you go on tour, Ogden, Provo, like we I'll, could I'll book just venues do a for you. Jam. Yeah, I'll book backyard jams for you. Night. Yeah. Do I have to, Thank I can yeah. sing with it. Yeah. But you know, that's like the out of reach kind mm-hmm. of goal. And striving for that I would actually learn how to play a couple songs and you know because I'm just having that hard time doing my checklist goal very interesting there was this one guy that um on my mission uh, it was I said goodbye to him and I'm like he was a CEO of like um a branch of Procter and Gamble like a company and so I kind of really respected his um knowledge and always asked him a question i'm like is there one thing that you would tell me like for my life and he's like plans always change don't get set and don't feel like you're a liar if you say something and you have to do something else because they always change well, and, and like what you were talking about with other people, Melody, like how often do we think like, oh, but like I told people this, I need to keep it. Yeah, but you know, that that shouldn't matter. And, and honestly, we make stories up in our head like, oh, I told everyone that I'm going to do this and they're going to think I'm a failure if I don't do it. But most of the time... They don't remember. We don't, like, <laughs> people don't care or they understand. And yeah. the people that that really matter, the people closest to you and who really love you, like, they're going to understand if something comes up, you know. And and I like what you said, Josh, about how, like, you know, things always change. I think that's, like, the beauty of life. There isn't just one straight path that we follow. I think it's really beautiful that 
you know, we take one path and, oh, that didn't work. And so we try another path and that didn't work. Or you try another path and it worked, but now it's just time to take another path. You know, like it, it really is beautiful that it's not just one straight path. It's just, it's a fun, twisty, turny journey, right? And yeah. I, I love hearing that as a kid where you were so ambitious and you put these things up in your door and you you achieved a lot. You had these these reward systems for yourself that you, even you consider the fact that you didn't achieve them all. And I, I think yeah. that's an important thing is that people who do set goals all the time, the more goals you set, the more you're going to achieve. If you don't set goals, you're not going to achieve them, right? But just, right. I mean, you had everything that was perfect in place and it's still... I mean, some things just turn out that that's not really what you wanted to do or whatnot. People just assume that ambitious people achieve everything that they set their heart out to. And that's an unrealistic expectation. Um, but you do achieve a lot of things in the process kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what matters. And I heard, um, was it, I'm trying to remember where I heard this, but. I heard somewhere that successful people have failed more times than most people have tried. Hmm. So it, it like takes that. takes a lot of failing to get to where you want to go. And I think people forget that, that failing is a part of the journey. I was talking to a friend the other day that was wanting to do stuff on like social media and they were like, oh, well, I could do that that this person did, but they didn't. Because they, it, I mean, putting stuff out there, it's vulnerable, right? And it's like, well, it's not perfect yet or whatever. But you see a lot of these things, whether it's like TikTok or YouTube or Pinterest or blogs or podcasts or whatever, people that actually just put stuff out, they get better because they're putting it out and trying. And there's a lot of awesome ideas out there that are amazing. But if they, people aren't acting on them, it's just an idea. Mm -hmm. yeah oh it's like i just read okay have you guys read atomic habits yeah no but everyone tells me that oh. i should when i tell them i did this podcast <laughs> it's amazing yeah you should read it but i was so i'm in the process of reading right now it's like my family's bible like they literally quote it so much and they have been for years and i finally am like okay i'll read it but it really is amazing it it really is um as good as my family said it was but last night I was reading about the difference between um motion and action and he shared um this story about a photography teacher who split his class into half and half the class they were graded on how many pictures they took so uh, they got an A for 100 pictures, a B for 90 pictures, C for 80 pictures, uh, so on. And then the second group, they were graded on, they turned in one picture, but they're graded on the quality of the picture. And he saw at the end of, at the, of the semester, the first group that turned in a ton of pictures, their pictures were way better than the people who just turned in one picture. And it's because they um, they put things into action instead of in motion. And, and so what he means by that is they, 
they acted. So they took a lot of pictures and they analyzed the pictures and took more pictures versus the other group. They just thought about what would make an awesome picture and they didn't take very many pictures. So he talks about, you know, if you're in motion, you're just thinking about um, what am I going to, what am I going to do and how am I going to do this? And you're making a plan versus action is you're actually doing something about it. And that is what produces results. Motion doesn't produce results, but action does. I need to read that book. That was cool. <laughs> Are you convinced yet, Stephanie? <laughs> <Mind> no. <drop. laughs> no, but I really do like that of like the more that you are doing it. And I think it takes off less pressure. If you have to produce one perfect picture yeah. over a hundred, right? Like yeah. Well, and think about the feedback that you're missing, right? If you just have one at the end of the semester or something, but everybody else has like maybe turned in multiples and gotten them back or had some feedback or gotten other people to pitch in. And you have you haven't gotten anything, and all you do is like one. You have no idea where it falls, right, or how good it is, or if you wanted to try again, or. I think it's yeah. With that, like the stats on um, pro basketball players, they make less than fifty percent of their shots. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and it's like me as a crafter. So I started crafting. In my family for Christmas, we had to, instead of buying each other gifts, I come from a really large family, we had to make our gifts for each other. And I do remember a bunch of projects that ended up at DI because I would make them and then I didn't want to keep them. (laughs) I couldn't imagine throwing them out. But I've been doing crafts for years and I feel like now I'm making quality things. And... I have many friends who say, like, I don't craft. I couldn't do that. I couldn't paint that. Well, if you'd been doing it for the last 20 years like I have, you would be able to do it. And it's the same thing for baking. Um, You know, in the beginning, you follow a recipe exactly. You do that a bunch, and eventually you're like, oh, I, I get the taste of paprika. I know what to put it in and what not to. Or, and you can start to be more creative and to build those things and to master that skill. Instead of just saying, I'm going to make this meal that one time, you haven't learned skills from it. Whereas if you do these things over time, you're learning, you're mastering it. You're becoming an expert. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of, did you guys ever play Sims? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Josh said he did. So he's, there you I, go. Yes. Okay. Sims is the best video game ever made. But um, <laughs> like, you know, when you like learn a talent as a Sim, you have this like bar over your head. And as you get better, the bar fills up. And then when it fills up to the top, then you hit a new level and then the bar starts over. And so it's like you're filling up your bars and you're trying to get to level 10. <laughs> That's what I think of when I'm when I'm doing things. I imagine like that bar <laughs> over my head and I'm like filling it up to get to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Nice. So, Melody, I have questions for you in your coaching style. As you okay. are helping people set goals or achieve their goals, what's your process um, Steph may have some perspective on it because she is, you are her coach, but how do you begin that process? How do you keep them going and shape that as a coach? Yeah. Well, it kind of depends on the person. Every person needs something a little bit different. 
my style is um well, well let me let me back up so so for for example when it comes to different coaching styles so my husband he's really motivated by like um when when people tell him like you couldn't do that or you suck like then <laughs> then that's like what fires him up he's like oh yeah like I'll show you um and I know that that works for a lot of people um for me my style is more like um I want the motivation to like come from within I want my clients to want to do what they're doing and I don't want them to do it because I'm telling them to I want them to really like want to do it so um I guess, I don't know. I, I don't consider myself super coachy because I'm honestly in like, okay, well, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. You don't have to do it. Um, I'll give them the process of this is what you need to do to reach this goal based off of um, my research and um, other clients in the past. Um, but everybody's different. But anyways, if you follow this plan, um, it's pretty likely you'll get to where you need to, where you want to go. Um, but I never, I don't make them do it. And I, mm -hmm. I try to not make them feel guilty when they don't reach their goals. Um, I kind of <laughs> see myself more mm -hmm. as like an educator. I'm here to answer your questions as, as you learn and as you develop your own plans and I'm here to help you and kind of guide you and lead you and instead of just tell you what to do I've noticed that that's kind of how I started was okay like in my head I'm like I'm a coach so I'm going to tell you exactly what to do like today you're going to do this and tomorrow you're going to do this and I laid it all out for them but I realized that that never worked because then they were just doing it because someone was telling them to do it and they didn't understand why they were doing it um, like I said, I want the motivation to come from within. So I tell them, I suggest this is what, what might be good. Um, but I also like to have conversations with my clients and I, I just like to know like what's going on in your head. What are the mental blocks? What is keeping you from reaching this? Um, how are you feeling about it? Let's set these goals together. So a lot of it is just like having conversations with them and figuring out where they're at um, and figuring out what they want to do. And I think just kind of guiding them on, on the journey and helping them make the goals for, uh, for themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I can do that that's how she is because <laughs> we had a conversation today where she's like, okay, if you want to make this marathon time, you're going to have to do this. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to make the marathon time this year, you know, like, but I, I feel like I would rebel if you were like, you suck or you like, you need to do this or whatever. I would have like, just ghosted you probably months ago. <laughs> we talked about ghosting early and I don't know if I would ghosted, but I would have been like scared because I'm terrified of authority figures. Right. And so, yeah. um, so I needed someone that would be like kind and just that you're like, you give me all the facts and you let me decide. And and if I'm having a rough week, you aren't like, well, I expected better of you. You're like, okay, we got this. I'm disappointed. Yeah. No, I really like yeah. the point of teaching them the facts. There is a lot that comes from that pure understanding. 
um, I think there's a lot in the psychology behind that because I'm motivated by facts and by the reason why I'm doing it. Because I know with Steph's coaching, because we used to walk in the morning, we'd have to do, we didn't have to, we chose to do or try <laughs> to do the, what are they called? Intervals. Intervals. And yes. the purpose of doing those was to strengthen and to prevent the the injuries. And so like mm-hmm. knowing that or even just like knowing the background of why people do what they do instead of just saying, oh, well, people just walk out their front door and start running for miles. I don't know. How do they? What? That's Heidi. Right. <laughs> That's how I imagine Heidi. She's just like, I feel like running. But but like I, I like to research things. I like to know what's behind it. And like even health-wise. That's why my goal this year about legumes is <laughs> to learn more about legumes. It's, it's a fact thing to help me be healthier in what I'm choosing to eat and substituting the processed food for an actual healthy grain or just in all sorts of things about habits like you're reading the book about the facts with habits it does help you in the long run process it and make it a permanent change yes I love that I love that knowledge really is power Mm -hmm. (laughs) as cliche as it is I feel like (laughs) the more you can learn the more facts you can get the better I really love that Yeah, I'm more like your husband. If somebody tells me I can't do something, I'm like, I'll show you. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> and maybe that's a guy thing. Probably is. Because, <laughs> see, I'm the person in those workout classes that they're like, give me one more, five more minutes, you've got this. I'm like, I don't got it. I'm going to sit on my little step thing and you finish the class. <laughs> Yeah, I never liked those workout instructors. I I actually get a little bit rebellious if they're like, five more, even though they told me to do 10 and I did 10, then I'm like, no, No, I'm only doing 10. (laughs) Unless I choose to, you know, and and I know that like that style doesn't work for everyone. I have worked with some people who are like, no, like I want you to tell me exactly what to do. And like, that just isn't my style, you know? So we, we have other coaches that that is their style. And so we'll go to another coach, but um, I know that that's how I am is I like to make decisions on my own. I don't like someone telling me what to do. So um, my my coworkers, I, I consider them my running coaches. They never tell me what to do, but they're always there for me to ask questions to. So that's kind of kind of what I like to be is just someone to ask questions to and to support you and love you and motivate you on the journey that you choose to do. Awesome. Awesome. I have a question. If we can go back way to the beginning when you talked about um, how – you don't believe in smart goals or you don't like them. I and I love the same thing. I'm like, glad you're asking this question. I love that because I feel like I mean, they work in some ways, right? But they're mm-hmm. also very like boxy and like checklisty, right? Which I tend to be. And I, I love it when I can be motivated and inspired to like get out of that box and to like try mm-hmm. something that something different that isn't so like check 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 this works 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 done right so can you like tell us more about like the other way that you see goals and how they're not smart goals maybe an example of them or how they've worked I just I want to be more like less boxy and less checklisty Mm -hmm. 
for sure. I definitely, I've always been a very like type A personality, very checkboxy person too. Um, you know, the kind of person who it wasn't on my to-do list, but I did it. So I wrote it on my to-do list and checked <laughs> yes. it off. It was That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get that. And I still, like, I still am pretty type A and I have been like trying to like get, get out of those boxes and, and try to be a little bit more um, flexible things. But like I said, I, uh, I guess when I was like, what am I saying? I was going to say when I was like that, but like I said, I still am kind of like that. When I was like super like that, I just realized <laughs> that like it wasn't working and I used my checklist to like beat myself up mm-hmm. and I would feel bad because I wasn't checking the boxes or I was checking the boxes, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled because I wasn't focusing on why I was checking the boxes. I was just checking the boxes to check the boxes. And one example of that would be like, um, is, can we, are you okay if we like talk about religion on this? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is okay. Yeah. So, Unanimously. so um, I'm LDS and I think is everyone there is LDS, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know from yeah. what I've heard on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but you know, like in church, I was very like, you know, I'm going to check the boxes and I'm going to read my scriptures every day. And I'm going to go to church every week and I'm going to go to the temple. And I checked the boxes, but I didn't really focus on why I was doing what I was doing. And my life turned into like zombie mode. Like there was no depth to it. I just was like doing stuff to do stuff. And, and that wasn't enough motivation to keep me going. Um, and I got really, really depressed. Um, so, so I tried to make the switch to, instead of like trying to check boxes, um, I'm going to focus more on who I want to become and who I want to be. And then these habits just naturally happen. So like, I want to be a disciple of Christ, or I want to be close to my heavenly father. What are the things that I need to do to get there? Um, and you know the things I need to do is read my scriptures every day and go to church every week but then I started doing it because I really wanted to and I was focusing on this goal of of this person that I wanted to become and then it made me present when I was reading my scriptures and it made me present at church and and same things like or same thing at work instead of just like going to work and and doing my reach out and doing the projects I was supposed to do I decided um what kind of person do I want to be? Well, I want to be um, a dedicated hard worker. And I, and I, and I think about like, why am I doing my job? I'm doing it so I can make a difference in the world. So um, I, I kind of feel like my purpose in life, what, what I want to do is I want to teach people that they can do anything they set their minds to. And so when I think about that's the kind of person I want to become, I want to be the kind of person that can motivate and inspire others and help them see that they can do anything they set their minds to. Then I realize, oh, that's why I'm working on this project. That's why I'm doing this thing. Um, and now I'm not just doing the project to do the project, but I'm doing it to become this person. And, and like I said, now I'm fully present when I'm doing the project. Um, and my life feels more full and it feels more colorful. And it's just a lot more rewarding than checking a box. So that's why I believe in becoming goals instead of smart goals. I love it. <laughs> I was just taking notes, but 
Josh, did you have something? <laughs> no, I was just going to say I like that just because it um, you go through the emotions and you're just like, why am I doing this? And it kind yeah. of creates more of like your soundtrack. Well, and life. I love the... Um, like with the idea of like reading your scriptures, right? Like you can do it and you can do it for whatever, 10 minutes a day or 20, whatever you're doing, right? And get nothing out of it, but you did it so you can check it. And then yeah. I feel like other times, like depending on where I'm at, sometimes I just want to sit in my comfy chair. I'm not, I don't have highlighting pencils. I don't have my scripture journal. I don't have anything. I just want to sit in my chair and like just calmly read the scriptures without like, a study guide or anything right and then other times like I want to study but but it's what kind of the why right why am I here I'm here because I want to feel the spirit and I want to feel his love and I want to feel whatever and other times I want to learn something and I want to be inspired and I have a question that I want answered or or whatever right but if you like the idea of being present like why am I here and if I'm just here to check it off then do I really want to be here or do I want to yes. find out why I want to be here or change what I'm doing so I do want to be here or something? Yeah, and you brought up another awesome thing. I feel like when you're not trying to check a box, um, it allows you more freedom to like fall in line with like what what you're feeling naturally so like you said some days you you want to study some days you want to you're looking for questions some days you just want to feel the spirit when you're reading your scriptures and if like say like say your goal is i'm going to answer these questions every day when i read my scriptures that puts you in a box and so now you're answering questions when all you really want to do is like read and get the story or read and, and feel the spirit. So when you're not in a box, it just allows you room to like, just like really do what you feel like doing and really do um, what you want to do. And then I feel like when you're doing what you want to do and when you're falling in line with like your natural tendencies at that, at that moment, um, then I feel like you're a lot more productive and, and you get a lot more out of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think this is a great reminder. Oh. You're very wise. Oh, shucks. Well, and I do think, <laughs> too. Like, <laughs> I do think there's that balance, though, of... I mean, sometimes you do checklist, right? Like, there are things that you... That they recommend and suggest, right? That you do every week or that you do every day. Um, right. and And I think... The obedience is part of that, right? We want to be obedient, but how can we do it so that we, so that we know the why, and we're doing it for the why, and it's our why, right? And so I love thinking about that. It's definitely yeah. something to think through. Mm-hmm. Any other questions for her? No, I'm good. Um, so Melody has two podcasts that you guys can listen to. Do you want to tell them about, a little bit about both of your podcasts? Sure. So one podcast is Trail to 100. We have not put up new episodes for a while, but it basically is me and Jacob sharing our journey of training for a 100-mile race. Um, we talk about all the highs and lows and kind of what went into it and we share some fun stories and then our my other podcast it's called running unbroken uh it's sponsored by my business body smart um and running unbroken uh we interview runners ab about 
the obstacles that they have overcome to get to where they are. So we've interviewed, you know, Tim Hurst, who ran 50 uh, marathons in 50 states on one leg. And we interviewed Mike McKnight, who was told he'd never walk again. And now he's an elite sponsored ultra runner. Um, and we just get lots of fun stories like that. And we have, you know, um, more average Joes, like people who uh, change their lives by losing lots of weight and getting into running. And um, anyways, it's the point of it is to kind of in, inspire runners and to, and to inspire people and, and teach people that, you know, no obstacle is too big and you can do anything you set your mind to. So. And if you need an inspiration, mm-hmm. watch their, like, the beginning of the episodes. Because it's like... <laughs> It's like this person running and it has like this whole intro and it's melody and it's like, if they can do it, you can too. And it's like, yeah, I can. I can do it. So, Steph watches it before her. I, I actually yeah. have watched it when I've needed to pick me up just because like the, the, I mean, the episodes are really good too, but just that intro, that visual of like the, the people that you have running on it or whatever, it's just like that mental pick me up. Okay, so I have one last question. As a non-runner who semi-dreams of being a runner, but then I don't run. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I I look at people who run and I think, I wish I could do that. What would be your suggestion for somebody starting running? Free advice here. (laughs) So a little bit of advice is, first of all, make it fun so I feel like a lot of people don't like running because um uh, well well first because because in their head it's miserable like I used to hate running it was miserable um but the thing is running doesn't have to be miserable if you go and like run as hard as you can on every single run then yes it's totally going to be miserable but if you slow down and this is what I tell all my clients if you run at a pace that is comfortable enough that you can hold a conversation with somebody, that's all you have to do. Um, And that's actually the most effective way to build your base and become a good runner is by lots of long, slow runs like that. So instead of going out and running as hard as you can, go on a slower run. And most of the time um, when I tell my clients that, I find that they actually find running enjoyable. And that is what made the switch for me is when I stopped trying to kill myself on every run and I just slowed down and went at a pace that was comfortable for me, I learned to really, really love it. So my advice would be to just slow down and don't worry about the people around you. Don't worry about the time that's going to be posted on Strava. Just get out (laughs) and run and don't make a plan in the beginning. Don't plan on I'm going to run this many miles or this many hours. Just make a goal to like, I'm just going to run every day and then just run as far as you want to run, whether that's to the end of your driveway or around your block, or maybe you do end up running two, three or four miles. Just find a love for it first. I think that's, that would be my advice. Good advice. So how can people contact you? You have Instagram, what's your number? If they're like listening and they're like, I want her as my running coach, which you guys all should, but not too many people call because I want her to stay my running coach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the best way to contact me is through um, our Instagram page, Facebook page, or website. So you can find us on Instagram at bodysmartpt.com. 
um, or Facebook would just be Body Smart PT, or our website is bodysmartutah.com. Um, and you can find our phone number, uh, email address, uh, all those places too. I am very active on Instagram, so you would get a response quickest on Instagram. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today. I feel like even though I talked to you a ton, I learned a lot just of things that I haven't heard you say before. So, Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. It was my pleasure. And um, I think this is an awesome podcast. You guys are all inspirations. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, have a great night. See ya. And I'm getting my run in tonight. Don't you worry. <laughs> yes, go step. <laughs> okay, talk to you later. Okay, talk Bye. to you later. Well, listeners, we hoped you loved that. I think we're all feeling inspired. I took um, notes. So I took like notes, too. Um, so I got to think about some really big, crazy goals. And yeah. <laughs> and shoot for the stars. And the why and all of those things. As we I, go home I think tonight. I like that shoot for the stars thing, though, because I always do shoot for the stars. And people are like, your goals are so big. And maybe I don't get them. But I don't know. And mm-hmm. I, like even with my running goal, I'm constantly reevaluating. Like, do I really want to qualify for Boston? And it's not about anyone for that goal it's that I really do still want to keep that goal maybe next year that will change or like mm-hmm. it's like a couple year process but it's just like cool that you can change and pivot with goals well and I love too this idea of why like why do you want that big crazy goal is it just because it's big and crazy or I mean what's that's what I'm trying to what's think of because because I think if you have a big crazy one you would have to have less right fewer goals if one of them's like really crazy you know and and so what do you want that bad yeah right that you're willing to have less goals do less things focus on less stuff so you can like have this crazy awesome thing uh-huh. i don't know and and be brave enough to go for it right yeah and i was kind of serious about the guitar one because so a friend of mine chris reached out to me and he's like have you found somebody to teach you guitar? Because the online's not working for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's be honest. I should have known better because I didn't even do school online. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so I'm seriously considering getting a guitar teacher because when I go camping and stuff, I really do want to be able to whip Mm -hmm. out my guitar and play songs around the fire or at our Mm-hmm. fire trips and whatnot so but i'm really serious about i will be your concert manager i would love to book you like <laughs> a, a summer scary. tour of four house, <laughs> four house parties four house parties ginger cat live <laughs> my, my in heidi's backyard <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. could do it in your backyard okay my okay. so my meyer briggs <laughs> this is such a tangent and then we'll wrap up sorry guys my meyer briggs my, I don't know what my letters are, but my I'm I'm an entertainer. That's my umbrella Ooh. term. And I hated that when I first got it. I was like, I'm going to take the test again. I took the test two more times, and I got it every time. <laughs> so whether I like it or not, I'm an entertainer. But the reason why that was hard for me is because I'm like, I don't like to sing karaoke. I don't like to play in front of people or dance or don't watch me. I don't run. That's actually a huge part of why I don't run is because people may watch me. Mm. Oh, really? Um, and as an entertainer, you'd think that that's like center of attention and things like mm-hmm. that. So it really is hard, but that's also maybe to become more open in that setting kind of thing. But 
having and real we, concerts is like the worst idea to me. We still live together. Like, if you want to meet halfway and go running, I will run at your speed with you. I gotta do it on my own. <laughs> that's an excuse. I think that that's something. I mean, I run by myself. I don't mm-hmm. run with other people. I. I think mm-hmm. I'm a little too competitive. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if they're going fast, I'm a, I'm a slow runner. I just am. I do it very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> at my own pace. And people are like, oh, do you want to go running together? No. No, I don't. <laughs> because you're going to run faster than I'm going to run. I'm going to try and keep up. Then I'm going to be tired. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, whatever. Then I don't want to do it that way. <laughs> well, and it... So, eventually, I would want to run with you. It's one of those things that when Guitar Hero came out, <laughs> I hated playing with people. I wish I had had my own set so that I could practice at home mm, and get, like, perfect mm-hmm. before I ever played for fun with friends. Mm-hmm. Because I hated making the mistakes. And mm. so, it's the same kind of thing with running, is that I hate running with people because... I mean, you've been running for a couple of years now. You have a coach. I have a coach. <laughs> and, and so it's just like intimidating because like, I want to be really good at it when I do it in front of somebody. I think this sense. goes, oh yeah, so. totally. I think this goes with like, so my theme, one of the themes for the year is like wholehearted, right? And just like yeah. living myself and being myself, whether that's something who's somebody who's good at something or somebody who's bad at something and and we've talked about this Brene recommends like singing and dancing and just like living your life right so I took the seven kids well only five of them I took five of the kids to um, Thanksgiving point on Saturday and they have this stage that nobody was on Uh um, but the little five or six year old how old she is she wanted to get up and sing and dance on the stage and I was like go for it so I sat on the grass and she sang solos and danced on that stage for probably half an hour really and I was like bravo you know good job girl I will clap for you I will you know whatever you want to do so that and people would like walk by and like watch her like look at her you know she's Uh just singing some song that I've never heard before yeah but I thought what would it be like, right, to mm-hmm. to just so freely be like, I want to sing and dance right now. Yep. Well, and that's what I love about kids watching them dance. Yeah. They don't care. They're no. just having a good time. Yeah. And like, it was. It's great. like, where in life do we start caring and be self conscious? And we're like, oh, that's not cool. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stupid yeah. later elementary school. You know, someone <laughs> picks on you and says, yeah. you can't sing. You can't dance. Brene Brown also talks about that at some yeah. point in her yeah. break yeah. in the wilderness. So mm-hmm. I stopped wearing bows because this one girl told me it looked like I was wearing a butt. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> it was like <laughs> one of those big 80 bows and it was like tan, so it probably did. How I funny don't know. Is that? I remember a roommate who told me because I had had I had had my hair pulled back and a half up, mm-hmm. and she was like, "That's so out of style." And I think for a long time, I didn't wear my hair like that mm-hmm. i'm back to wearing my hair like that mm-hmm. but yes it's interesting the words that people say so yeah it's it's the coming out of the shell which is m- what makes it such mm-hmm. a shoot for the stars kind yeah. of mm-hmm. goal and then even meeting halfway would be able to play at a campfire i would love to take my guitar for our family reunion because we camp every year mm-hmm. with my entire family and it would be fun to take my guitar Goals. Justin's guitar. I'm playing Justin's guitar for right now. I don't know how he feels about me taking a camping, but he'd probably be great. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. 
Um, so listeners, think about your big crazy goal that you're going to set or that you would love to achieve. Tell us about it. And um, remember to dream big, start small, and act daily. Bye. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Remnus Audio. If you also want to be accountable or record your journal or preserve your memories, head on over to remnusaudio.com and Steph here will take the hard work out of preserving your memories. Yeah, I will. You don't have to put them on a podcast like we are to share with everyone every week. <laughs>